Yeah, so fifth episode of Flourish Heavy. Two of my homies, two stand-up comedians who got me into the game, Julio Gallerati and my guy Sandy Danto. Um, two great guys, two hilarious guys, man. You're going to enjoy this episode. It's a good one, so just flourish. Yes, yeah, so this episode is brought to you by Lifehost with two locations in Los Angeles, one on Sunset Boulevard, 7515 Sunset Boulevard, and another one in the Westfield Century Mall. I mean, people wonder how I flourish, how I lost weight. Lifehouse, this is it. You understand? Some good ass shit over there. If you're not in LA and you want to order it online, you can at lifehousetonics.com. You understand that? I want to take a moment to shout out No Kid Hungry, um, an organization I started to work with. Uh, if you want, you can donate to them. They are a great organization that helps hungry kids. Uh, and to learn more about them or to donate, you can go to nokidhungry.org. Flourish. You understand that? Yeah. Another episode of Flourish Heavy. And uh, I'm extremely happy with this episode because we have the, the first two comedians on the podcast. And it's only right that they're the two oldest friends of mine in comedy. My two guys, Sandy Danto and Giulio Gallarate. This is like the moon landing. What up, boys? <laughs> What's up, man? What's you, up? Got, you got a good voice for radio, man. I know. People always tell me that I got a really sexy voice. You I'm do. just I'm just getting into voiceovers. You so. got this pussy wet right Let's here. Go. Hey. <laughs> can I say that on here? You can on say it? whatever you want. Um, there are can't no... wait to get into all my alt-right talking points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, I just want to, for people who are listening, uh, I want to give a little background on how I got my start in comedy. Uh, I was always a class clown, always knew I was going to do comedy years ago when I was a child or growing up in Toronto. And then once I finally mustered up the energy and had the balls to drop out of school and fucking start doing stand up and getting into food and shit. Uh, I actually, my first set that I ever did, my, everyone told me in Toronto, you gotta start in Toronto. I said, fuck that. Toronto is just not my, it, I love Toronto. It's a great city for comedy, but I want to go to New York and, and start doing it there. And through actually Budman and then Matthew Orley, I was put in touch with a guy named Julio Gallerati. Wow. Yeah. And wait, Budman? Budman's was my involved homie. in that. Yeah, but yeah, Budman was oh, involved. He's in boys that. with Orly. Just to give Orly. some context, Budman wow. is a friend of mine from camp. Yes, we've known each other since we were like ten. He, he he's a couple years younger, but you know, like, and you grew up with him. Grew up with him in S Toronto. S same thing, same age, same. You know, grew up with him, and he's now a huge movie producer. Yeah. Uh, he's produced American Hustle, Zero Dark Thirty, uh, all these movies. Anyways, I'd love for him to produce a text back to me, but you know, hey, yeah, I you love can't him. get what you want oh. in this world. Hey, oh. you know? Yeah, I love him. I'd love for him to produce himself to have himself on this podcast, but he probably wouldn't do it. But uh, yeah, no. When you get to a certain mm -hmm. point, yeah, once I'm ten, it's, episodes like, it's in. unreasonable to expect a, someone to be like, "Hey, man, thanks." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for having <laughs> me. Like, no. yeah. But uh, I first got into it, and the first show that I ever did, Julio put me in touch with a guy named Jeff Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Jeff Lawrence, man. I don't know if you're in New York. I don't want to say anything bad about Jeff Lawrence. He, he, he put me Just on saying I don't want to say anything bad about somebody <laughs> is saying no, all no, you need no. to say. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember I did my first show uh, at the New York Comedy Club. Anybody who's been to New York. 
back then it was a different club. It was run by different people. The bathrooms were disgusting. It was so different in like so many ways, man. It was. It's just shouts to Amy Hawthorne. Shout out Amy Hawthorne. Amy Hawthorne for fucking yeah, revitalizing yeah. it. They just yeah. I mean, it's it was always great. The room was always great, but now they just kind of are really massaging it. You know what I mean? Like doing trying to do like little nuanced stuff to make it better, and it's it shows. You know. Yeah. It's and, a great spot. And you know that's how I met you know Julio. And that was my first set that I ever did in New York. Julio didn't know me. It was through a friend, but he still um, put me in touch and helped me out in New York and got me my first set. Then maybe a week or two later, this is back in the day. I was, when I started out, I was, I don't know if you remember, I was working with the Iron Sheik. I do remember that. Yeah. So I, and then, so about a week or two after I was in New York, the Iron Sheik was going to the Emmys and (laughs) I was like, okay, (laughs) okay, yeah, I got to come to the Emmys, right? Hilarious. So I was then in LA and through a guy named Brandon Goodman, who is another, you know, Michigan Jew, was put in touch with. Well, he, Brandon actually used to be Pauly Shore's assistant. That's actually, Brandon is the reason I know Pauly Shore. Yeah. Brandon so, is a kid I went to like nursery school with. Yeah. Brandon Temple Goodman. Israel. And we we're like friends in high school. Mm-hmm. We moved out here at the exact same time together, and we're friends and close. And uh, he got he met Polly Short at a nightclub. And Polly's mo is to get like rich kids from nice areas to like work for him for free for a little bit before he like <laughs> like dude, you scratch my back, I'll scratch <laughs> what yours. <laughs> and he hooked Brandon up with a with a like a job at like a record company because he wanted to do music. And yes. Brandon basically foisted me onto Polly because he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll find you somebody else. Mm-hmm. He's like, you want to do comedy, right? I was like, I'm doing comedy, but I'd like to do more of it. Yeah. <laughs> and so for six months, I air quotes interned for Polly Shore. Oh my god! On top of my full time job and trying to do comedy. And at that point, you were a drug dealer too, right? Not at that point. Oh, not no, at that point. No, no, okay. No, no. Okay. <laughs> at, at many other points, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, so I was trying to do the legit hustle game, and I yes. realized legitimate work is for suckers. <laughs> but, but, but back to but back to the story of you know how I got into it. My, my I was in L.A. and I was with the Iron Sheik and these these two guys who I don't work with anymore. And. Sand, I was put in touch with Sandy. You're throwing a lot of shade around today. No, dude, I'm being honest. I throw no, shade. No, I know, like, I, know, I, I know. I'm not, I didn't say their names. No, I know. And I know. even Jeff Lawrence, I have nothing but, you know, good, you know, nothing but, you know, I, like, I have nothing. No, I'm not about. saying anything bad about it. Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. very subtle. Yeah. It's very artfully done yes. shade. Thank you. Thank you. It's like gradients, you know, yes. it's like charcoal <laughs> shade. <laughs> so, you know, my fourth set that I ever did, I remember Jade was running the bar. You and this wow. is on a Monday night. John, the guy from Kansas City, John with the red hair was, was John Cheezer, yeah. John Cheezer was hosting. Good friend. Love that guy. And I went up and I remember I, I bombed so hard. I remember I bombed that set so hard. Everybody their first set in the original room of the comedy store yeah. bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no like coming in that room and like, like everyone has the attitude like i'm gonna, I'm gonna be the yeah, one that like, fucking crushes their first time yeah nobody does yeah oh the crowd it was there was no one in the room it didn't even matter but those you know who my... does like homeless people who are insane and aren't really that funny but they're just like they don't ha- they don't have a concept of anything any sort of, yeah awareness <laughs> so, so no no listen to this so listen to this this is what i want to explain because this is like a, a cool comedy story in the sense that it's it's a lesson 
So after I started in New York and I'd gone to LA, you know, there was photos of me in the Emmys and I was in LA, New York and LA and people in Toronto were like other comedians who had been doing it for, you know, decades. We're like, who the fuck is this kid? Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember there's this girl, her name's Nikki Northern. I don't know what her actual last name is. That Northern? Like Dude, like you had pictures in, in, in the Emmys. I've got pictures in the Nickies. <laughs> hey. So Nikki hit me up and she put me on this show that was with, I don't know if you guys know any of these comedians, but they're huge Canadian comedians. Mike Wilmot. Um, Sounds familiar. Derek Edwards. Shout out Chirp Chat. I, get, I hear some of the Canada gossip through them in a yeah, yeah, chat yeah. with these Canadians. Yeah, the Canadian gossip. But I remember I was put on a show because people, she thought I was actually doing comedy. I'd only done five or six sets. And I remember I did this show and Derek Edwards, a, a you know a veteran, hilarious Canadian comedian, came up to me before the show and he was like, are you nervous? And I was such a cocky little fuck. I looked at him in the eyes and I said, no. And he said, he looked at me and he goes, you should be. And I remember I like, I, I, I if, if, the the show I did at the comedy store that four set was a bomb. Then this show that I did was like Hiroshima. Like it was, <laughs> it was. I, I remember after I was like for two or three weeks I didn't do comedy because I was a fr I was like because I didn't want what had happened to happen again. Mm. And then I realized like you know if you're gonna do this you gotta take it seriously. Right. And the only way to get that stink off of you is to do another More. show that yeah. doesn't go quite as bad. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, why why was that such a high stakes backstage encounter? By the way. Like, yeah. Like, why in did in go, Canada? No. Nervous. Like, no. Oh, dude. You should dude, be. Dude, you want to know why? And, dude, and after I got off stage. Was it like a TV tape? No, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> after I got off stage, Mike Wilmont roasted me in the green room for five minutes straight. Rob Pugh was there. Johnny Guardhouse was there. These are all huge These Canadian These are such Canadian names. Yeah. Guardhouse. Guard, yeah. <laughs> Rob Pugh. Johnny Guardhouse. Guardhouse. Joanna Downey. Rick Igloo. <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike Wilmont. <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. Joanna Downey, Mama. She uh, Rob Guelph. <laughs> yeah. That's a real yeah. name. Guelph Matt is a Ottawa. city in Ontario, yeah. in Ontario that I know. Um, but you know, Timmy Saskatoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but talking about my start in comedy, it's kind of interesting to hear your start through Polly, or it wasn't through Polly. Well, kind of. It kind of was. Wait, is that? This is my transition into asking you guys. Well, how all you right, guys got into but comedy. also, so. To just uh, pick up where you left off, you, mm. you bombed and then you started doing more and then you moved out to L.A. And you were almost my roommate for a minute. Yes. And, and, and you know what? I actually hadn't met Sandy for two years. But we but we were like we were talking on the phone. But we would speak we were like and we pen would look pals. Out, we were like looked out for each other. We yeah, were like, yeah. I'd, like try and like help him. He'd like look out for me. And then finally we met when I when I started to come to L.A. And honestly, when, you, when we first started talking, I was like do I know this guy from camp or like, did I meet him at a party in Forest Hill like when I was mitzvah? visiting my camp friends or bar mitzvah or something? I like didn't know because it was already so familiar. Yeah. Well, and Bud we knew so many people in common. Well, Budman, I actually, when I, before I'd really gotten into comedy or when I first had gotten into comedy, Budman told me about you and I actually looked up to you and I still do oh, because oh. you're hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. And <laughs> Budman used to show me videos of you. Like really? working out at the gym, and I'd be, he'd be like, "You need to be like this guy. Like you need to." Bro, be like I remember Sandy. that. I remember when you were telling me that he was calling you out, bro. This is classic. All right, we're walk, we're on a hike, and dancing's like, dude. He was like feeling shitty. He was like down on himself. He's like, dude. He's like, but man, he's like giving me shit. He says he needs to stop posting like these funny pictures and like do more stuff like so and so. And then like we had a moment of silence, and then he's like, "Yo, is this meme funny?" 
I was like, <laughs> I, was like I used right, to be meme obsessive. I used to be meme obsessive because I used to make them, and uh, I also sometimes used to repost them. Used um, to do like a fat Jewish. Type. No, it wasn't. Dude, those accounts were like popping off. Then. Yeah, they were yeah. popping off. But the thing is, is that I wasn't just reposting them. I was also creating them. Right, my, my you memes, were creating. Yeah, I was creating them myself, and my memes were getting. Reposted I remember that. Yeah, credit. yeah, which happened to you too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is a whole other fucking topic that that was, like, which is why it's like when you're on social media, unless you're going to go full fledged be, being one I'm of like, those meme people, it's like water post, tag just, it, just post your sh- water, watermark it, or just like post it and post, don't give a yeah, fuck. That's yeah. what I used to right. post funny things you yeah. do. Yeah. And that's kind of why, like I would post things, memes that I made. And that's kind of why I felt like I'm like, Oh, if people are going to be using mines, then maybe it's okay if I use somebody else's, but it's not at all. Cause it's somebody else's joke. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I stopped doing that and just kind of, you know. But that's how I got into comedy through these two guys. And we've we've remained friends. You know, Julio uh, um, runs one of the hottest shows in New York City. If you haven't ever been to New York and Dude, you are. It is the it's the best show, but it's called Fat. The, 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 so I know Julio because of you. Yes. And you introduced me to Julio and you know Julio because of friends of mine from camp from growing yeah. up. But like the first time I did Fat Baby, I didn't know what the show was gonna be like, and I invited my my friend and his parents came to the show, and like two and I was like on oh the end of the God. show, Anybody so they had to like this show like sit just... through it, like for comics, it's the best show because it's so weird and it's in a Wild. bar that is not laid out for comedy. It's like laid out vert the room is like vertical instead of horizontal so like the audience isn't like close up to the stage but it's like a weird show yeah where it gets wild and there's a dj wearing a mask and there's, DJ incredible, no and there's incredible comedians dropping in and just yeah, that's a true wild over the years atmosphere. that we did that like pretty much everyone has done that show yeah and it was cool because it was like before they were a thing usually um so it's cool when we look back at like the pictures of like people being on stage. It's like oh shit, like I forgot that he and yeah, I did it. Everybody, did I that. did it on nights. Like you were very good to me when I would come to New York, and I like Hannibal did it. A yeah, bunch I was of just thinking. Yeah, he was, he was like our our like major patron. Yeah, who always came. He like well, in just in the sense that he like liked the show. Like he would come, he would do it, and it wasn't like a situation where he 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 knew what he was he getting into, and out. he liked that. Dude, Fat Baby, the original one in the basement of the bar, Fat Baby. Legendary, legendary, <laughs> legendary, legendary. <laughs> crazy shit used to fucking go down. But like doing it for the first time, and it was a weed crazy show. And yeah, yeah, a lot of drugs, a lot of weirdos. Yeah, that's the that. I mean, it was a good culture. It ha- it was his, it was, it was so his, New York, its own community mm, it and subculture. So which was I agree. so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. And it was a party afterwards. It was, it was you could never you could never recreate what that was. But right. when I did it for the first, it was like. There was this big group of girls that kept going in and out and everyone was shitting on them. And I was like sitting there nervously like you had some a couple of particularly weird people on the show that night. And I'm just watching my <laughs> friend's parents being like, oh, what did I do? And then I and then I go up at like the end of the show and the energy's dead and I shit on the girls for like coming and going so much and they're like doing coke in the bathroom and i'm making fun of them not a good look in front of my friend's parents it was real (laughs) but then but then like we formed a real friendship from me from you being so good to me and having me on the show when i'd come to new york for months at a time and like other bookers would be like yo dude people that live here don't get as many spots you stop asking me right but you were like listen bro 
I'm hooking you up. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. But it, like, I, I would that. just come to hang out and like a, a lot of my friends in New York would be like, I'm at fat baby when I wasn't in town. Right. I remember I'd be like, that. Oh, I'm not in town. They're like, yeah, I know. I'm just, I just came to like, <laughs> like, like Ari, 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 yeah. Ari Rubin. This shout is out. the difference <laughs> between Canadian com- uh, comedians and American comedians. And I don't know if you guys have experienced this and obviously it happens in America too. People are extremely competitive you know, people get jealous or whatever. But in Canada, I remember how you were talking about how well, that's such a harsh response and such a hostile way to, you know, approach a comedian who you've never met. In Canada, people are very, um, the same way I'm sure back Caddy. in... I've I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, and people, I'm sure comedians back in Michigan or back in Connecticut. In smaller um, markets. Smaller yeah, markets. Yeah, yeah. But, it, I but it's that also too. like that in LA and New York too. It is, it is. There's but, a more sense of a community just like... Because it's such a struggle in New York and L.A. that people help other people out. Exactly. But, like, in the smaller, it's like it really is competitive and dog-eat-dog. Yeah. you're just trying to be the big fish in the small pond. Exactly. And I think that's what's beautiful about America is that the people who like you and who are around you, even if, you know, they might not know you or it's through a friend, they want to see you flourish. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know about – like, I think that – Maybe you've just had like a really good positive experience. Like I don't know if that that's necessarily like true. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But like, I guess just to play devil's advocate. Like I know like tons of fucking catty pieces of shit in America too. Oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, they're oh, for sure. I've met them too. But but you know what? I think that you've had a good experience because you're likable and you're open and you're not catty, and it's very easy to fall into the catty and bitterness. But when you're not like that, it just you you. I don't know, flourish a lot more? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thrive. One time, perhaps. One fucking time. Um, and yeah. uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, we're at the Comedy Store recording right now. Last night, mm-hmm. it was Paulie's 50th birthday. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, dude, let me just say this. I was here. I've been here since Paulie's 40th birthday, since before that. Jeez. I remember his 40th birthday in the main room. It was wild. It was like a club in there. It was like tons of tons of like hollywood girls trying to move up the ladder and like some celebrities and everything this is when paulie was but paulie used to be so big not that he's he not was a now, cultural icon like, yeah. in the 90s yeah um, dude me and him go to he by the way so he was so i, I go on the road with paulie and i've been for a long time and actually the first places that i went were all in canada oh wow alberta and edmonton Al- alberta edmonton calgary and then BC, New Westminster, and Vancouver. So, and I, Polly has shown me by going on the road with him parts of Canada that I'm sure you, as a Canadian, don't even know about. I haven't been Have you ever been to Slave Lake, Alberta, Canada, no. or to Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, no. nope. or Regina, nope. Saskatchewan? Nope. Yeah, dude. I honestly, Canada is a beautiful country. I love it really it. is. Yeah, it really. But low is. key, one of the most racist places I've ever. Well, been. those places, <laughs> those places yeah, that you're yeah, talking yeah. on. When you go to metropolitan cities like when you go to Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, not at all because it's very. Oh, it's, it's weird it's that a place named Slave Lake is racist. <laughs> I know, but when you go, but to people are very sweet in those. A places. very yeah, yeah. Canadians, and that, I'm sure that's unless a, you bring up the natives and they're just all like, right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a thing in those or, types of areas. You know what? In Canada, and Canada isn't only guilty of this but if you are out and and somebody offers you a drink and, and you're like no thank you a canadian person turns it's like the hulk yeah, it's like they like, turn from oh. a mild-mannered really nice person and you're like no no thanks i don't want a beer and they like they're like 
what the fuck did you just say? Yeah, a? certain part for certain parts of Canada are, are you know, um, like any place where you go, the people are interesting. When they're alienated and they're only exposed to certain media and right. you know culture, they're they're close minded, you know. Hmm. But in Toronto, yeah, but as, as, like we, you've as Toronto, we've seen in America, that happens. That happens a lot. too. Yes, of course, it's especially middle America. Which is that the, those but places? All you were I'm saying is about. Canadians love to drink, and that's like how they yes. make friends. And it's really like it takes such pride in the beer. Yes, it's really cool. Yes, cocky. Yeah, dude, I love Canada. I would honestly, all these fucking assholes are like, if Trump gets elected, I'm moving to Canada. I would just move to Canada regardless, as is Trump or not. Oh, like, if you go and visit Canada, you have Halifax. To- okay, listen, okay, Vancouver, Ju- Vancouver Ju- Island. Julio came to Toronto. <laughs> it was fun, man. Julio did some shows, man. got paid. It was great. Fucked a girl, or hooked up with a girl. <laughs> in, in, in my parents' you eat her room. Ass? I don't. I don't know. Oh, that's a, that's something I wanted to talk about too. Wait. So, but dude, that was funny because I we went out. We went out. We did a show, and then the next day we go out, and we were at a we were out like at some place, right? And some guy was like, "F stop, F stop." Hilarious. This guy's like, "You like ecstasy?" And I was like, "No." And he was like, "What?" you don't like ecstasy? And I was like, well, I don't know. He's like, do you want one? I was like, no. He goes, do you want one? And I was like, sure. <laughs> 10 minutes that later. to me the other night at the store. I got offered a joint. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not. And they're like, you sure? I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So like yeah, pure pressure. 10 minutes later, like I don't remember the rest of the night, but I do remember um, us like getting out of a taxi and like, I think heavy, like got sick. Maybe like we, we like really, we went for it. I and then, out. then I like had, I had this friend that I had made, I made the, she, met this girl and she, we texted, we texted and then like we met up in New York and I, I, like, I legitimately had never seen her cause I didn't remember anything from the whole night. Regardless, she starts telling me stuff that I was saying to her and I was like, wow, I'm never doing that drug again. Like I was like bragging. I was it like, it doesn't sound like you shit. took ecstasy. Sounds like they gave you like we, pay or something. I think I was on it too because yeah, I, I think know. they put it in the vodka. Oh, uh, but yeah, that kid. Yeah, but I remember that. But I remember I woke up and I just went upstairs and I was like, "Please, just please let Julio be there. Please." Let oh, him that was hilarious. And I got up there and he was there and I was like, oh. "He was so relieved. It was very sweet, actually." Yeah. I yeah. love Toronto. I associate I it. You, I was just you don't know anybody yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. It could have been on the yeah, street. Who knows? Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I associate Toronto with being a teenager and getting blackout drunk. That's because that's what I did. Yeah. When I would go there, the drinking age is, is 19. Much younger. And they're so they're a little bit so when less seven, stringent 16, when you're like 15, 17, 15, you're 16, 17. I was drinking at 13. Like, yeah. Yeah. And Mike's Hard Lemonade was not something that we had in the States when I was a teenager. It was only in Canada. I was like, this is awesome. It really? doesn't it's even Canadian? taste like alcohol. I yeah. It started oh, off. It started like yeah. I didn't know about it's it so until good. I went to yeah. Toronto. And I was like. It's such a summer drink. It was yeah, a really yeah. huge summer drink. Because that's what they would do. They because the, and the you could seasons. just drink like twelve of those and not even know that you're drunk. Right. It's a good but way to like start drinking too. I, I, I don't think I could handle drinking one of those anymore. But as it a kid, honestly I is loved it, su- it's, it's training wheels of drinking. Did totally. Smirnoff Ice start in Toronto? I think or so. Canada? Oh, I, think I don't so. know. Yeah. We're all those Canadians, like wine coolery. Yeah. Canadians just know what's good. Um. But wait, back to it being Paulie's birthday, his fiftieth birthday last night. It was, it was wild. Good it was party. Fun. It was like Beecher's Madhouse. It was like a bar mitzvah. It was but, fun. But it was like yeah. a bar mitzvah if it was a bunch of like weirdos, castoffs from the surreal life, and escorts. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. There was like a bar mitzvah MC. Like everybody, Paulie Shore. Yeah. Like at one point, remember? Yeah. Like before Jeff started talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so yeah, he's he turned fifty. This place is so iconic for comedy. You know, the home to so many greats. 
Do you have any classic stories that you want to share about From Paulie? Paulie? Yeah, Paulie. Well, uh, the first time I went on the road with him in Canada, he made me go bungee jumping when he found out that I was afraid of heights. Oh. Because we went to the West Ed Mall in Edmonton. It's the biggest mall in the world, and there's a wave pool, water slot. There's like a water park. Yeah. But there's a bungee jump above the wave pool, and we had a camera crew following us around, and it was kind of just like mundane stuff him going up and interacting with people it was funny but you know nothing nothing to hang your hat on for like a film crew yeah yeah so he's like dude you got a bungee jump i was like no you know i'm afraid of heights he's like, this is my first time on the road with him and in my mind i'm like i gotta do whatever this guy says i grew up going to see him in theaters i grew up on mtv spring break Biodome. he was the man yeah yeah and i'm just like this guy can make or break my career i gotta do whatever he says and he's like, dude, come on, I'll give you a hundred bucks. <laughs> and at the time, the Canadian dollar, it was during the recession, stronger than the American dollar. Oh, okay, wow. Like by like twenty five percent. Wow. And, you know, I'm should have bought. I should have bought a American fil- currency. I'm a filthy Jew. <laughs> so I was like, well, this is an investment in my future, in many ways. And so I go up there, and I'm terrified. I'm sweating through my jeans. And oh my god. The guy running the bungee jump was like a 16 year old wearing board shorts and acne medication, nothing else, like trying to like force me to he's like come on i don't got all day i was like will you strap me into the harness first what why are you rushing me this is scary and so he's like he straps me in he's like come on i got people waiting and he's playing horrible music like fucking like creed there's a video for this that's there's incredible. a really funny oh video of, of this it's the on, best on video ever just look up sandy danto bungee jump so then He's like, he's like, come on, come on. I was like, just give me thirty seconds to think about it. I realized if I had taken that thirty seconds to, you would have backed out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who does? Who yeah. wants to do that? I don't get it. So instead of thinking about it, I just ran off the platform like Wiley e. Coyote running, and he doesn't realize there's not a cliff under him anymore. And so as soon as my feet left, I hear, "No, wait, stop!" And I look up, and the kid <laughs> with fucking. This, like, Canadian surfer dude, which is a fucking oxymoron, looking down at me going, like, waving, like, you jumped wrong, you jumped wrong. So now I think I'm going to fucking die. And the last song I heard was Creed, Can You Take Me Higher? Hilarious. Dude, and he's just, like, flailing through the air. It's the funniest (laughs) video. All my limbs, it's like I'm trying to push the air back up so I can go higher and and not fall. Oh, my God. And then the thing about bungee jumping that I imagine is way worse than skydiving is that it's not just one fall. And, you know, for the adrenaline junkies that do it, it's like you fall, you go back up. You fall, you go back. It's, It's, but for me, since I jumped wrong, it's not, I didn't, spoiler alert, I didn't die, but I... Jumped wrong, so instead of going straight up and down, I like went side to side, up and down, and like got yeah. You caught could have collided. Rope. Yeah, I'll yeah. Never do it. Never do it. You could have got. You could have been tangled. It was too. horrible. Yeah, you, yeah. You could have been tangled too. And but I had the mic on the whole time, so like in the video, you hear me going like. Oh, it's wild. Yeah, dude, you could have gotten like strangled. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. And then I finally like. <laughs> lose momentum and i just dangled there like i was pretending to be paralyzed to fuck with that kid for rushing me and not telling me how to properly jump and then i i like i got down and (laughs) honestly the experience was horrible but afterward i never felt so good about myself never felt so much adrenaline and confidence you conquered conquered your fear and that night you got a hundred bucks well that night polly's like dude I'm not going to give you the money. The experience was what? It was priceless. (laughs) 
That's really funny. But I do have a lot of other crazy stories. I mean, I've oh, been really going on the road a... with him for like 11 years almost. Wow. Yeah. So you made your, you made the $100 back. Yes, yes, you could say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. I, Paulie's like, Paulie's like, he tells people, he's like, he's my son about me. Mm. That's dope. Even though biologically, yeah, but he would have had to have me at like 16 or something, 17. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he's like an older brother to me. An older brother that still like kind of picks on me, but yeah. like, you know, he's like an older brother. <laughs> that's, that's an older brother. Yeah, yeah. Fuck he's yeah. uh. He, Fifty, yeah, he's it's crazy. That's bro. crazy. I was thinking about it. I'm like, because twenty, thirty years ago, I mean, what what was the store like at the beginning? Like, twenty twenty years ago, it was like a graveyard. But like thirty years ago, it was popping. popping. Yeah, thirty years ago it was like how it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every showroom packed, lines out Sold the door, out. people hanging out. People just trying to get a piece of everyone. Now, how much do you think that has to do with the Tommy guy, the old booker here, leaving? Um, I think that a lot of that is coincidental. A lot of people hate on Tommy, and he surely has his faults, but I love the guy. Mm -hmm. He was very supportive of me mm -hmm. and a lot of my friends, and he fostered a lot of the people that he that he believed in their mm -hmm. talent. And a lot of those people are flourishing. Mm -hmm. Benji and Esther. Yes, he 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 was very encouraging to them. Yeah. Um, Adam Ray, yep. Santino. Yeah. Um, a lot of the people who are popping off right now, mm -hmm. he did that at the expense of having the Joe Rogans and the, you know, the famous people that have come back since he left mm -hmm. the bill. Well, he had Bill Burr, but like, uh, did you the David Spades, the Kevin Nealon. Did you ever meet Tommy? Yes, I did. You did. Yeah, briefly before. Well, he left. you know, you're you're a New York guy, which is a different <laughs> thing. You know, we'll have you come in. You can work out, but don't just think you could come in here and take it over. Okay, it's a process. This is an artist colony. Hold on, comedy store. This is Tommy. How can I help you? We have twenty comics every twenty minutes. Tommy was a, like a. People would say bad things about him, and mm -hmm. he, he should, not, certainly I'm, had his faults, mm -hmm. and a lot of people hated him. But those are the people that he didn't believe. Think he did funny. also like was he give racist? Stupid people spots. It didn't really was know. he racist. I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why that, I don't that, think that he was, was racist a... in the sense of like he's marching around with a tiki torch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's <laughs> he was like a, a hippie-ish kind of guy that grew up in a different time he had like bad racial proclivities in his mind yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but like i don't think he was like uh well we can't ha we have too many black people here <laughs> which is what how a lot of people felt about him mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah yeah i, 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 I think that, that he just had like him. had like an outdated sense of of racial politics okay you know um. which which yeah it, a lot of people would just say he's racist. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, then a lot of our parents are racist, too. Yeah, apparently. Mm. Um, the uh, the different generations, I mean, are your parents, like... My parents are chill. Yeah, my parents are very <laughs> chill. But my parents and grandparents were also kind of unchill about, like, Judaism. They'd be like, oh, you, you're going to marry Jewish. Oh, uh, yeah, right. my parents are... Like not, about that. not racist, but just like you're gonna marry Jewish, right? Which is genetically bad because you you need to mix up the gene pool so your kids don't have like Tay Sachs and shit. Yeah, but <laughs> my parents are. I mean, my mom's more chill, but they're both like, 
they have that like outdated sense of like how old are your parents uh early 60s yeah i think it's just it just depends on the person i wasn't allowed to wear the air jordans i got for hanukkah to downtown detroit growing up for a hockey game my mom thought they were going to get stolen off my feet at oh gunpoint. First of all, at that time, That's my feet like weren't some... even big enough. Remember the Jordans for kids where they didn't even have the air bubble? They looked like <laughs> yeah, they were yeah, like yeah, not yeah. big enough. That's 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 funny. I was like, no one's stealing these. Moms. Oh my that's god, funny. that's not that's... racist though. That's just that's like, just like a well, being afraid of areas that you're not super comfortable with and hearing stories. It was implied racism. <laughs> <laughs> The yeah. crime that she was fearful of would have been committed in her mind by a specific race. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, to, I think to, to what you're saying, the, the older generations are notoriously more, you know. But the the, uh, the society was different. Inappropriate. You know, but and and to get to back on topic, based on that, it's like it goes in ebbs and flows. Yeah. Like we're we're seeing an uptick in, in like different attitudes about race, but just like how the store is popping right now it also goes in and out of fashion and right now it happens to be fashionable and we're really lucky and i'm specifically very lucky that i got in here when i did before it was fashionable yeah yeah because now your, it's your like name is on the wall po- my name's on the wall i i get spots adam is a good friend i yeah. love him he thinks i'm funny luckily because mm-hmm. there were a lot of people from the old regime that he, if he didn't think you're funny it's like <sighs> yeah booker yeah. change is such a uh, frustrating thing about what we do and some clubs, they have a new booker every five weeks. And some clubs, it's the same guy for 40 years. Right. right. So it's, uh, it's a crapshoot, really, depending. But I'm, I've been really lucky here. And this place is popping off right now. It's really awesome. It's flourishing. It's flourishing. It's thriving. It is thriving. <laughs> and uh, every, I think everybody, whether you're past here or not, gets to benefit from that. I agree. I agree. Well, happy birthday to Paulie. Yeah. The um, party last night was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's interesting to have seen him become like a man yeah become like an adult man because when i met him he doesn't have I, kids does he no he, when i started working with him he was still in his 30s which is close Young. to where i'm at in age now mm-hmm. not i'm not quite as old as he was but like he was still very much like just on the out of his like like still like on the the outer banks of his like 20s ish time in his life yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what i mean so, but that, dude, he hit that level where like he never has to like he'll always every, no, people will always know who he is. Absolutely, yeah. always, you know? always. At least like until like we all die. <laughs> he's going around as a meme right now. Have you guys seen that? Really? really? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna have some like I- resurgence. ironic resurgence for sure. Where like he's gonna become an icon again. Yeah. I feel like. Wait, so Julio, you know that was a great story, great Pauly story. I have a lot Price more list. dirtier ones. <laughs> I want. I, we'll get back to that. But do you have any fat baby stories? Uh, that, of course that, that I mean I know you have so many Dude we have fat baby stories Like would you be comfortable telling the story of like what happened at the end in the, in the Lower East Side at that location At Fat Baby like what happened Yeah like, I would love to tell that I, I wasn't, low and I wasn't so even there Alright so everybody loves this show I mean that's not true not everybody loves the show it was weird. You either love it or you hate it It's wild Yeah so It's what, incredible What would happen which would, would always be frustrating to me is I would be stressed out because I'd, we'd have new comics And I was like pretty ambitious trying to like get a good group of people that were from different sort of like quote unquote scenes And I feel like I did a good job about that But what would happen sometimes is people would come and they wouldn't do well 
because people usually didn't do well. Well, even show. good comics could come into that room and be like, "What the fuck is this?" And yeah. shit on the room, or like, there's a lot of things. There's, there's a lot timing. of comics that are used to just going up in front of packed rooms and they and do having well, it easy. and it's like yeah. a good environment. But that's not what that is. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like we we would ha- it would happen, and then I still have like some weird <clears throat> relationships with certain people because of it. Um, but it like wasn't my fault, you know. What I mean, I would tell them before. I was like, "Listen, we do the show." So like the show basically. You do comedy, and then we added like halfway through the run of the show that you would have to just like sing a song um, off the cuff, like based on some shit you pulled mm-hmm. out of a hat. And it would always be funny because like most comedians didn't have like improv backgrounds. So if they did really good, it was great. If they did really bad, it was great. It was just funny and, and cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what happened though is people would come and they would get pissed off when they did bad, and then they would like not like me anymore. I'd be like, dude, like Jesus, like that wasn't. Like, like it's okay. Like no one cares that you didn't do well, man. Like it's fine. Yeah, man, relax. that's what. Well, that's one of the best parts of the Fat Baby Show. No stakes. So, like, you could fuck around. It's true. You could try new stuff. You could do crowd work. Do you could, like, it, do something weird shit. You could do a in the song. moment. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was, you almost had to. If you yeah. just kind of went up there and did, like, you could, air, you could, you'd bomb. You could <clears> literally <throat> fuck Bobby Haha on stage if you wanted. <laughs> yeah, you could. You could probably do that. And it'd be, they would like it. Um, yeah, but the way the show, I kind of stopped going the last few months. And then we let these two guys run it. And it's funny, like. Who? Uh, this guy Rashad and this guy Filio, and they both sort of like, um, I don't even know if Rashad still does comedy. And Filio has like some crazy shit going on on the internet with like these girls like calling him out for shit. It's like oh, weird. It's oh, weird. Man. I don't know. I'm not in like whatever. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. But <laughs> I was like, uh, but so they were running it, and then like Josh and Benny started running it again. Fast forward, the, it was Josh's birthday a year ago, and like they had this fucking banger like josh wesson and benny demarco yeah two super funny dudes funny dudes used to do comedy together they used to do comedy together oh yeah i forgot that um so they they had like the last show and then like these two kids were smoking pot outside and the cops like tried to stop them and the one girl was a comedian and she like got into it with the cops and ended up like punching one of the cops oh my god (laughs) so uh yeah the show shut it got shut down after that I don't know if that girl had to do time, but I know she was like, she had, they like press charges. Like she was wow. like going through it. You can't um, hit a cop. And that bar has actually now closed. A comic? Yeah, a comic. Jesus. So now the bar, Fat Baby, is no longer, and not because of that, but the owner sold it and they shut, they shut it down. Well, it was oh, also wow. like an underground, basically black market. It was basically the dark web in it real like, life. It was like a hub for <laughs> drug dealing. Yeah, that's true. There was definitely like yeah. a, a lot fair of deals going of, down. Drug dealers and like all, all an interesting wide array of. It was drugs like an too. open mic if you wanted to start out in drug dealing. Like you, <laughs> yeah. you got a fat baby. Watch See comedy, but also yeah, yeah, dude, it was funny. Like yeah, there was definitely and Wild like different time. and there was definitely waves of like different drugs. There was this wave where everyone was doing ketamine. Oh my god, I was there for <laughs> what's one of ketamine? Those waves. <laughs> it's a K or whatever. Well, what does it do? It's a cat tranquilizer. It, it, um, it makes you. It makes like everything seem like it's far away, even though like it's right in front it's of really you. Really close. Whoa. If you do enough oh, so, of it, so, you can so go. If you're on ketamine, if you're if you're on ketamine and you're doing fat baby, everyone looks like they're like a mile. You can't away. do. You can't really perform on it, bro. And then one time, the guy who was selling it, God, he gave it to this like older man who was like in his late sixties, oh, no. and he came outside and he like couldn't talk, and I thought he was going into cardiac arrest. I was like, Jesus, like somebody call an ambulance, <laughs> and he was like, I need you to get my bag. And I was like, dude, are you okay? And then he just said the, he it like took him 10 seconds, but he finally just said the name of the drug dealer. And I was like, dude, of course, like, 
dude, why, and I ran this out. I was like, why are you giving this old man yeah, drugs, dude? Drugs. Like, this is Kennedy. insane. He's like, oh, my bad, man. Oh, this, oh. Is, this <laughs> is making me think about another great story. Oh, he wanted him really bad. He wouldn't let me not give him to him. Ah! <laughs> yeah, this is there's a specific guy oh, who we have God. in mind. I talk, my, talking about my that. My spirit animal. Oh, he's like, man, oh, man, yeah, ah, oh, man, ah. Well, yeah. Oh man! He told me he was gonna come to the strip club later. I told him you better be on this, or else you're not gonna get a free lap dance. Oh, ah! I know who. I know who you guys are talking about. Talking about this one of the strip. funniest people on earth. Talking about so you know funny. giving giving drugs to people unknowingly or you know when you shouldn't. Although I've I it's not cool. It's a it's a it's poisoning someone. No no no. I'm, I have a but story. I've always wanted to be dosed with acid without me knowing, as long as I don't have to do anything important afterward. Yeah, no, I've I've never never done acid, but I'm I, this story is making me think of this story when I was in New York this one time. There was this drug dealer and he was handing out edibles at this party, this get together we'll call it, and everybody was you know like oh this is awesome they're all flavored packaged properly it looked cool. I was like I grabbed one one person I remember saying yo don't fuck around with these things these things are serious like if you're gonna eat a full one like you know. Keep your day, like, free. <laughs> Hilarious. So I had a flight out the next morning at 5 a.m., and I was staying at a buddy's place. Where were you going? Uh, back to L.A., or Toronto. And uh, I think back to L.A., and I left the edible, you know, in the kitchen for the homies, you know. It's like, three or four, like, buddies living in an apartment. And the next day, or no, no, not the next day. Two days later, I got a call from my buddy. And he goes, yo, did you leave any, like, weed or anything in the apartment in New York? And I'm like, no. Like, what are you talking? He's like, he's like, any edibles, anything? I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I left, uh, like, a Rice Krispie, a couple of Rice Krispie squares and, like, some edibles from uh, the other night. Like, I was going to eat it before the flight. I don't like to eat edibles before I fly. I just smoke weed. And then he's like, yeah, um, my cleaning lady ate it. And is, <laughs> and is in the hospital. That's insane. So, I remember this. So, so I'm kind of freaking out because I'm like, there are you know a predominant family in New York, and like if anything happens to this woman, like it's yeah. Gonna but be also, don't eat somebody else's food without. So that's what I was saying, right? Like it's like <laughs> if she goes into your house and starts drinking bleach, is it your responsibility? Like, right. No. You know. So she ate this cookie. So the next day, my boy just to fuck with me calls me. He goes, "Yo, she's in a coma." I'm like, <laughs> so when he called me and said she's in a coma, I was shitting my pants. I was about to call my dad. Oh my like, if the you actually the, shitting the your pants? No, but I, theory, yeah, I was. I was, I was like, yo, that's lit, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I shit my pants the other. I shit my pants the other day. Like half shit my pants. If the you, other day. I have a joke. If you don't shit your pants once a year, you're not really living. Yeah, it's true. Because you're <laughs> not like taking enough risks. I know. I agree. I trying I agree. adventurous food that you saw on the travel. I channel. shit my pants the other night. It was dope. But like more than once a year, you need assisted living. Yes. That would be dope too. Well, I just, <laughs> yeah, I just I would love assisted living. On on that note though, don't give people drugs if they're not if they don't want them. Yeah. Or yeah. put post-it notes on edibles. Like don't yeah, eat this. Yeah, don't eat this unless you're trying to get Like you're in stones. college dorm like this is my food. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have so many edible stories it's not even cool. I actually have a good Polly edible story. Let's hear it. Polly's not involved, but I used to have to dog sit for him. Like before, he took me on the road all the time. I used to have to watch his dog, mm -hmm. Butter. Okay, dog's name is Butter. Great name. And I used to live with Matt Edgar and Tony Hinchcliffe, who are comics. Yeah, very, two very, funny very, guys. very funny guys. And I got the flu, and Tony was do working a phone shift at the store, 
And I had I had left butter at the store. Or no, no, I had to pick up butter from the store to take care of for Polly. And the night before, I had made edibles because I had the flu and I couldn't smoke, so I made brownies. And I wanted to make more because I ate them all and had a freak out. And I just wanted to, like, do it up very subtly this time. Mm-hmm. But so, and then I went to the store. I got butter, mm-hmm. and then Tony's. I was like, "Hey, can you pick up butter from the store?" Like I'm meaning the dog, because I had already gotten butter. And then, like six hours, I took a nap. Six hours later, he comes back with with like a pack of butter and like really a big smile on his face, like he did this nice thing for me. And he's like, "I got it. Here's your butter from the store." I was like. No, no, no. I, I, I got butter from the store. I meant, like, the dog butter from, from the comedy store. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it was just, it sounded, it's one of those things that when me and him retell the story with each other, it was, sounds way better than the shitty way I just No, 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 no. Every time I order pizza, my dog starts barking. Wait, so like, what happened, The guy though? thinks I have Tourette's. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, The dog died because we neglected it. Are you serious? No, no, no. Oh my god! Oh my god! But yeah. it did go on to die years later. Oh my god! You want you want you're talking about that? Yeah, a, a funny story through Roger. Roger Goodman told me a story. Brandon's once. brother. Brandon's brother. First of all, back to Brandon. Brandon, how Polly got him into the music industry. Brandon now manages Billy English. Yeah, I know. Who's a huge, huge, huge ocean guy. eyes. Yeah, ocean eyes. You know, beautiful voice, young girl, talented. Shout out to Brandon and and um, and them. So, yeah, definitely hit up Brandon if you want Billy music. to play your bar mitzvah or something. Yeah, for a yeah, million yeah. dollars. But Roger once told <laughs> Dude, me. Dude, Brandon had LaBouche at his bar mitzvah. Hilarious. Wow. You might be my lover, wanna be. He had, they performed at his bar mitzvah. Oh, that's hard. Budman had Maestro. From the 416 to the 905. Yeah. <laughs> keep your hands alive, keep your hands alive. Dude, I wish Budman had snow. And, and you know who else You know who else is at Budman's Bar Mitzvah? The blonde from Species. Do you guys remember oh, Species? Oh, Natasha Henstridge. Yes. Holy shit. Uh, I don't was, remember that. And she was Dude, like hot. So Budman, this guy we keep talking about. That was his, a great movie. His family great movie. used to own the company Roots. Roots. Classic best company. sweatpants in the world. Best leather company. Be- yeah. Great, best- great, great, great brand. And um, I was invited to, so his family had a business partner, the Greens, that they owned Roots. And the Greens had a daughter my age named Sophie who had a bat mitzvah in Toronto that everybody got invited to. And it was going to be the blowout bash of a lifetime. And it was. But my parents wouldn't let me fucking go. Oh, my God. And I still, I told my mom when I was 13, I was like, I'm never going to forgive you for this. And you still don't. And I still don't. That's not cool. They didn't let you go to Sophie's bar mitzvah Oh, my God. Or bat mitzvah to flourish. Yeah. yeah. You would have. You would have flourished. I would have flourished so hard. And in reality, I would have been the kid that like, (laughs) that like got kicked off the train to Toronto and my parents would have had to pick me up in Hamilton, Ontario. And also, too, you were the kid like at school when like everyone, you tell like. Oh, we were talking about, because we were at your apartment before this talking about eating ass and uh i was just saying you know it's not for everybody to do it to get it i think everybody wants it but it just depends on your level of comfort with your own hygiene are you talking about eating ass yeah yeah okay. eating ass yeah, yeah. but i but like i i have no problem doing it yeah yeah no I wouldn't, and wouldn't, uh, wouldn't. I, I, that actually wasn't it. Was, but no, no, no. I know. I'm getting yeah, yeah. to that. Okay, okay. But the way, but then I was like, because you know, remember in, in school, like elementary school, everybody would bring their sack lunch, 
couple kids would buy because their parents didn't give a fuck about them. And because uh, cafeteria food's disgusting, no matter where you go to school. But anyway, there was always like there was always that one kid that everybody would pass around like an empty pudding cup that had like a little <laughs> bit of pudding residue left on it. And people would like put some of their juice box in it, a piece of a banana peel, an apple core, <laughs> some turkey with mustard on it. From it's like their a sandwich. compost pile. It was like a compost pile. It'd get passed <laughs> around. Like and then everybody would pass it to the end of the kid at the end of the table, the gross kid. And he'd be like, I'll, I'll eat it. Everyone's like, like, oh yeah. Yeah. And, and everybody would be like, oh, oh he did it. That was that kid was Hilarious. me for sure. And then it's like the news of the school for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. He ate he ate turkey with pudding. <laughs> it's like so what? So yeah, I'm cool with eating ass. Yeah, <laughs> I basically got a lot of practice doing that. I've I've <laughs> okay. So wait, I've never personally, I've eaten a girl's ass. I've never had my ass eaten by a girl. Um, Julio, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I mean. I don't know, man. I think it's I think it's chill. It's kosher. <laughs> like, I, yeah, dude, I've never had my ass it. eaten. By you can never knock it until you try it. <laughs> um, you know, so maybe I should. Next you girl. know what? It's like one of it, it is a it is where the poop comes from, mm-hmm. but it can be very easily cleaned, and it's one of the most. It's like a bidet. sensitive parts of your like body. I feel like it's like almost like dude. I heard a gross a story. <laughs> I heard the grossest story. Like it, it, it can be a very beautiful encounter but i also heard this story do you guys know who john holmes is yeah uh sounds familiar he's a he's a he's a porn Porn star star from the 70s wasn't that who's johnny wad boogie nights was i'm pretty sure yes loosely yeah Yeah. and the movie wonderland shut up he was a piece of shit guy but like he also had money and was like a really good porn star with a huge cock and he had a bunch of coke (laughs) and he would get these porn star girls he'd be like after I take a shit, if you lick me clean, I'll give you all my coke. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking that? of it being like a bidet. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's, that's not, what a sick fuck. Yeah, that's Jesus. really John gross. Holmes. But dude. like those girls that did it were definitely also those kids in the elementary school. Coked out bitches. Cafeteria table, just like me. Oh, God. They didn't care what <laughs> went in their mouth. <laughs> oh, man. I, that or they were really desperate for some cocaine. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> and um, honestly, who isn't? Am I right? I've never tried cocaine, dude. You're it, it's people the worst. think I'm on. Cocaine. It's terrible. People think I'm on cocaine without cocaine. So I don't because know. because all right, you were saying before we did this, you wanted us to do impressions of you, and oh, I was yeah. saying, yeah, and I was yeah, saying yeah. to Julio last night, like, dude, you would be an incredible professional wrestler. Me, yeah, because when oh, you go on your rants in the God. car and you're just like. One time, y'all, y'all, y'all open here. You want to flourish? You want to flourish like me, Dad? Then you go flourish up in that pot. You want to flourish up in that? You thrive for life. Thrive for life. Yeah. It's like, dude, if you did, if you, even if you were like, um, like a mouth, man. mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, like the yeah, manager for a wrestler, dude, that would be like a huge flourish. Yeah, I took care of Jimmy Hart for one day. I picked him up from the airport and drove him around. Because the way you airport. do that is like the way the yeah. wrestlers like try to into like this Sunday at SummerSlam. It'd be like yeah, yeah. this Sunday up at SummerSlam in this park. I'm about to flourish all over the place. Yeah, I, I need to. <laughs> I should contact fucking McMahon. Get a job. And then you like body slam. You like power slam someone. You're like wow. Okay, wow. <laughs> okay, wow. You just got slammed. 
I'm, there's, yeah, I'm there's sending you home in an times. ambulance pool. <laughs> <laughs> like the dancing or the heavy driving from below with the phone down, and the head is sort of like bobbleheading. <laughs> then like I don't fully understand what he says. Like you're gonna come out here, one motherfucking time, one motherfucking time, one motherfucking time. That's true. People often ask me, "Heavy, how'd you lose all the weight?" It's very simple. Flourish, 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 it, right. flourish in this part and lifehouse tonics. <laughs> yeah, how are you not getting a ton of fucking endorsements with that shit? It's funny because a lot of BioK <laughs> sends me free shit, uh, and you're sponsored by Nike. Uh, yeah, that, my Nike guy was the one who was calling earlier. Oh, shit. Yeah. Trying to, he actually just got promoted to the head of Air Max in North America. That's dope. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't realize they had different divisions. Oh, my God. So Nike's such a big company. But talking about, you know, eating things. Ass? Moving on from that. Um, <laughs> you know, I do love food, as you guys Well, know. here, all I'm saying is, like, if you want to boost your immune system, eat some ass. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with eating ass. Um, you might get E. coli, but you'll be healthy in, in your gut. The long term. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the new form of probiotics is eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> Scientists are they like. find out. Yeah, yeah. This is, the, this is the true new probiotic. Dude, that's like the people, the Silicon Valley people that buy like raw sewage water. And they're like. Oh, have you heard about that? No. no. Raw water is a thing. It's not like sewage water, but it's like raw, untreated water. Because it's like it has microbes that will build up your immune system. Yeah, it's the shit that we clean out of our water, water so, we so we don't, don't get sick. To, yeah. yeah that sounds, well, maybe. I don't fucking know. They're buying it for $60 for like two gallons. Ew. Jesus. Lake water. Ew. Yeah, it is. Jesus. It's gross. They should, they're probably foraging for their dinner. And it, it's not coming from Algonquin Park, am I right? No. <laughs> At camp, or, did you just drink water straight from the lake? You could. Yeah, yeah. And wait, 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 wait. What was that other Killarney was also great? What? Remember, have you ever heard of Killarney? The beer? No, Killarney was a, a place in Canada, a beautiful place with like turquoise water. Oh, no, I know. Oh, wow. There. Yeah, it was like one. Sounds dope. Very beautiful. I'm trying to go to Yukon, dude. Dude, I went there this past summer. It was amazing. I went ATVing on a glacier. Oh, my God. With Dick is still hard thinking about it. No, I went on a cruise with Sally. Well, let's talk about it now. Let's talk about food. So, in Canada, Julio hasn't really been. Have you been to Montreal? No. I've been to Quebec City. I've been to Montreal. Not Montreal. I've been to, like, you know, Windsor. I've been to Toronto. And uh, <laughs> Niagara Falls. Yes, of course. One Dude, of the, Windsor. One of I grew up in Detroit, so. <laughs> Windsor. Very well versed in Windsor. Yeah. So, I mean, Detroit, talking about Detroit, Coney Island, something I did before I went to Joe St. Louis Arena. Oh, yeah. Coney Island is I've like. Been there. If, you, if you don't know, Coney Island is like chili dogs. And no, it's. I mean, it, yes, it's from New York, but it's like a famous. It's like. Coney dogs are to Detroit what like the Philly cheesesteak is to Philly, exactly. or like taco stands are to right. Chicago. It's, it's like it's one its own on thing. every corner. Pizza is to New yeah, York. Yeah, pizza is to New York. It's like one on every corner. It's Greek diners that sell these chili dogs that are incredible mm. and just so like good. Yeah, and Greek salads. You and, get like two of them and some fries or something. Yeah, and like they're a, an iced tea. The, the the hot dogs have just like the perfect snap to them. Uh, wait, is Joe St. Louis Arena still open or? Um, they. There, do you remember uh, I used to take a piss in the bathtub there? Oh, it was a trough, yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. god, wait, is Joe Lewis? I think they still play in Joe Lewis Arena, but they're moving to the little or they're in Little Caesars and what Arena. What the fuck is Eddie Gourmet, Eddie Gourmet that I see Roger post? It's like this overpriced diner, right? I don't, I've never been to that place. I, when I go back to Detroit, there's a bunch of places that have opened there that are really good, mm. but I 
I only fuck with like the greasiest, grossest comfort food because that's like what we don't have in LA that I want to eat there. Like, yes. like right. Coney Island hot dogs. Yes. Buddy's pizza. Dude, Detroit style pizza is out of control. No one really knows about it. I've heard it's about that, it. It's like, it's like it's grandma dish, slices. Right? It's, it's square pizza, grandma slices, but like there's cheese baked into the crust. And but like not in a way where it's like stuffed crust Pizza Hut gross yeah, pizza. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it like gets hard with the crust, so it's like crispy cheese. Like yes. you know those like par- one time parmesan. for the flourish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. Okay, okay. Just to when clarify. you put it like that, it clears <laughs> out. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's out of control, man. It's it's so good. Like from like all around the crust and the bottom, it's just like crispy Detroit pizza and, and like buttery. It's unbelievable. Okay, yeah, so yeah. New York, let's Buddy's Pizza and Louis Pizza in, making me in hungry. Detroit. I yeah. know. People, yeah, this, well, this is what we're going to get into is food now. Dude. And so um, we're going to finish strong. Olga's, it's like a, it started out as like a Greek fast food place, but they have this pita bread that's like no other pita bread in the world. It's like sweet and chewy. It's really odd. And they have, they serve it with, like, with like yogurt, like plain yogurt. This is yeah, in Detroit? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. It's a chain in Detroit. Uh, Detroit has had a kind of like a resurgence. Jet's Pizza also is another one of the pizza spots. It's a chain. I want to bring it out here once I flourish a little bit more Ooh. it's a franchise <laughs> what uh, about okay so and what, dude detroit has is the home of a lot of pizza companies domino's jets little caesars wow oh little caesars i knew that hot and ready hot. first time i had the hot and ready was in detroit you know little caesars used to be really good pizza yeah. and then they got into franchise the, to the hot and ready game and yeah. they're like oh we can just make trash pizza for super cheap and make way more money yeah. why are yeah. we gonna do that yeah, yeah, yeah interesting what about connecticut uh, like food spots. Well, because you're Italian, so like yeah. I, know, I know your family's like heavy into food. Yeah, we don't really like go like we don't you go out food. for Italian food usually because it's like, it's usually not that good, man. No, like there are some places that are really good, like um, in New York. Where all right, like the best Middle- spot in New York, dude, um, is called. I don't even fucking know. Where what is the it? Fuck's it called? It's on Houston and like Norfolk. Okay. It's called Cafe Gaia. Okay. And you walk in there, and it looks like this room. Like there's like desks and shit, and like random chairs, and. The food is insanely cheap. It's really hard to get a table. It closes really early, and it's incredibly good. And my parents are like, yo, this place is so fucking good. And like I said, my parents are from Italy. So like, not that that means that all of a sudden they have a way better taste, but we go a lot, and like the food is much better there than it is here. Like yeah. Americans kind of like they ruin do have Italian food. Taste. They're Italian. They bastardize Italian food. You know what I mean? They like try to make it, they try to make it complicated, and it's not. Yeah. So yeah. like, we go it's to about this the place. But then, so the lady who, who, the woman, Gaia, who, God bless her, she's like a super quirky. Her and her husband are pretty much the only people who work there. They have a couple other people. Hmm. But, like, they're crazy. Like, you'll be like, can we have more bread? They're like, no, that's how much bread you get. <laughs> and, like, my, my mom went, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm so serious. Dude, ridiculous. I go to restaurants. Like, I just get, get the bread and water to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then, like, my mom just tried to it. walk to the bathroom in the back. And the lady yelled at her, and then my mom like left a Yelp review, like not realizing the lady was gonna like look. Which I, I love my mom. I feel like she was a little naive, overly critical for a place that she loves going to. Okay, like I love the food. I love the food. I had this one bad encounter. That's not like a one star for the restaurant. I don't know if she fully understood what she was doing, mm-hmm. but then the woman responded. So I think my parents are like banned from Cafe Guy. My parents are the nicest people ever, too. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite Italian place in New York. Like the fancy places are like honestly not that fucking good, dude. No, they're Sometimes there's good pasta or like whatever, but it's usually like under, it's usually not. Fantastic. How, as an Italian guy, how do you feel about meatball shops? 
Um, it's good, man. It's like it's, it's not like it's not like Italian. Here's the thing, right? It's like dope hipster meatballs, yeah. right? But also it's sliders, like for yeah. for good a late. It's too. the best yeah, late yeah. night option. It's great, yeah. very good late. And night you know option. what? New oh, York, New York, so New York has though. gone really downhill yeah, in true. what in in the way like of late night food. Really? Yeah, I just think. Yeah, I, I feel I, like there's like six options: one dollar slices, which are garbage. Well, it just depends. Balthazar's open until yeah, that, but that's blue like, ribbon. If you want to spend a hundred bucks, yeah, right. Meatball shop, meatball shop, right. and then like bodegas, right? But no, oh I mean, God. there's other spots. Have you ever, been to, where you have you ever been to a Pudo ramen? Yeah, no, oh. yeah, it's pretty good. I don't, are, I don't. I love have ramen. been to a ramen spot in Brooklyn called Shalom Japan, where it's matzo, like matzo ball ramen. What? It's out of control. Yeah. And I thought I made that up like years ago, but and I'm so happy that I like manifested it into existence because I wasn't going to be the one to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I feel like for cool, nuanced food options where like the staff cares, you have to go to Brooklyn now, to be for, honest. For Italian or for, for, for everything? For oh, Italian wow. food. Um, what, about, what about the other boroughs? Queens? And... Yeah, no, they all have really good stuff too. Like I hear Queens has incredible food. But it's just different. Like, Queens like, has all the best Afghani food. I was talking to my Uber uh, driver last time. They have the America. most people like in types of different people in a in a condensed radius but like i feel like brooklyn and like the hip parts of brooklyn you'll get that like hipstery shit that's like all awesome i'm not saying yeah. that negatively but in like queens you'll have like the old school ethnic food from whatever ethnicity that is you don't say it negatively but it get there is a breaking point where it's like all right you're now you're just ruining food have you ever been to faicos right. Uh, no, it's like Greek Ricky? place. Yeah, no, it's an Italian uh, little deli where they make sandwiches. And make... Oh, I showed him that place. Oh, you showed him that place. Have Facho. you guys? Fachos. Fachos. I can Have you guys ever right? been amazing. to the P.F. Chang's in Times Square? Oh, <laughs> Guy Fieri's restaurant. <laughs> well, dude, I live uptown, man, and there's not a lot of good food uptown. Well, I think about uptown. I think about Barney Greengrass. Where is that? I don't even know. Where Eighty six in Amsterdam. It's like, oh it's right, like I, live, I live on the east side though. Oh, okay, You're, the Upper West Side might have better have better. Zay bars, yeah, dude. There's Zay a bars great big so nice. overpriced, dude. There's good restaurants. In Zay the bars is is a fucking ripoff. Sorry, Zay bars. Like there's nine hundred of them, and that dude's rich as no, fuck. No, H and H H and H is better. Uh, Zay bars is like disgusting. Zay bars sucks. Fuck Zay bars, dude. I hear New York has a good bagel place. <laughs> well, let's talk about that because I think that the best bagels are in Toronto. The boroughs, dude. Really? Yeah, I think they're. I think New York bagels are too dense. The boroughs have the best New York bagels. Like in the city, it's hard to find a good bagel. I don't know. There's a couple yeah. of places. Essa Bagels is a good place. But H- I don't, I don't H- know if I've H- ever had good. Toronto bagels. What about H? Oh, Tor- Grife bagels are the best bagels. And apparently, there's a place in LA that just opened a spot called Friedman's. That's dude. I went there. It's out of control. Apparently, their bagels are are are, are you know modeled after Grice. Oh, bro, if we had time, I would want to. New go Jersey there has good bagels too. I went to Freeman's and I I loved it, but I didn't get what I what I ordered. I ordered like the, I ordered like the the liver and tongue. Ew. Oh god, I'm into like some hardcore, like, yeah, 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 deep cut Jewish shit. Liver's yeah, yeah, good yeah. if you're. And it's re- it's, gefilte, it's you veal like liver. Fish? I love gefilte fish. Oh wow! But wow. I ordered it, and then they're like, "Listen, the veal and the tongue today are not up to the chef's specifications, and he doesn't want to serve you this yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah. he doesn't feel good about. Yeah. So can you order something else? And I was just like, huh. I can if you give me a discount. I, so yeah, Jewish honestly, deli, after all. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's kind of. Uh, I mean, I was. But I don't know if I respect that. I, well, I, I respect it because it it's like... Cross it off the menu then. Right. Say we're not serving We're not serving that. Do you ever go to Goldberg's when you're on Long Island? No. Goldberg's, bro, are you fucking kidding me? No. This guy goes every summer. Oh, you're going to come out this summer, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, you have to go to Goldberg's. Yeah, it's I the want best, to. I don't know what it is. Shout out Goldberg's. Dude, it's the best bagel spot. It's so good. 
I love uh, Southampton. And they uh, have them. They have one in Southampton. Deli, Bridgehampton Deli. Bro, the, you gotta go to Goldberg's. The bacon, though. egg, and cheese. At Br- First of all, let's talk about how those. Uh, have you been Uncle Polly's? On uh, Beverly Paulie's? or whatever. No. I don't know. I, I, I there's no such thing as a bacon, egg, and cheese in Los Angeles. And no deli. Not like can, the bodegas in yeah, fucking and no, New York. No, there's no such thing as a bodega in Los Angeles. You can't walk right. into a bodega and get a bacon, egg, and cheese. That doesn't exist here. It's That does suck. It's Like sucks. a $4 bacon, egg, and cheese on, on a, a roll. On a roll. Yeah. Or even like a turkey bacon on a fucking roll with lettuce and tomato and like, you know, bacon and salt and pepper. Like, just a sandwich. In L.A., it has to be like right. homemade focaccia right. with cage-free with eggs. And like, yeah, and like, yeah, bro, I love that though. That's so funny. I love I don't it too, but I don't want to pay. But sometimes I'm a in a hurry, and b don't want to spend seventeen dollars on a breakfast sandwich. Yeah, because right, we're right. East Coast. Like, yeah. I just want to go to the corner spot and grab a fucking like ink sack is a cheap $6. dude. It's so cheap, yeah. but like, it's not on. I got the best bond me I've ever eaten in my life no, no, yesterday for five dollars and forty cents. It's all right. Ink sack's all right, but I'm saying like. I don't know. I feel you. I feel, I feel what you're saying. It's like you go to New, you're you, New York. New York, you walk into any deli. You get but guess what? That's the time. only cheaper thing. Everything else is fucking like you oh, have to take out a mortgage on your house to they, buy a salad. They, they sell yeah, we were saying yesterday if you're if you live in New York and you smoke weed, you have to literally be a millionaire. <laughs> if you have like a weed habit in New yeah. York, you, you better you better like or have the plug. Yeah, yeah. like or for what you, for for <laughs> for what you're. Paying in your weed habit, you could literally have eat out re- every night. real estate. Eat out every night at the nicest restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah. Or like, buy a fucking Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> and park couple, it in New York. A couple York. of them. Yeah, yeah a couple of them. Because so, it's like it's so expensive there for yeah, weed, and yeah. you can only get a delivery unless you have a plug. Right. Yeah. That's true. So, just if you had to name any other New York spots that you like. Facho's, obviously. That place is great. That place, the the cafe you were talking Have about. Have you ever Any been to Kuma like Inn? That? No. It's like, I don't want to say it's Asian fusion because it's not, because usually that means like Asian with like some American bullshit. Like, like it's basically like people who want to dip their toe into the Asian food water. It's Asian fusion, like Filipino, Chinese, Japanese foods. Right. You know Do you what I mean? Like Korea, I hear there's that new, like, grade A Korean barbecue place. I never go to Koreatown. Um, I should. I like Korean barbecue. It's just like, it's like high maintenance eating, and I don't like going. And you smell after. I, well, yeah, I, I that too. But I like going with people who like really know what they're doing, and I don't because yeah. like there's like a technique sort of for sure, and I don't know it. I so. went to my wife's pregnant. I'll and take so, you for Korean barbecue here. If you I want. love to. Yeah. She, um, she, I, I shot at a Gossy Gop Chang Parks Barbecue. Sorry. Yeah, those are good ones, and there's also one I can't quarters. I don't know the the one uh, quarters is good, but the one in the cross the parking lot from quarters is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went there recently because my wife's pregnant and she's craving Korean barbecue. And we were sitting at like across a table, you know, how it's com- communal sometimes. Of course. From this Asian guy who had like 17 bottles of soju and oh he's getting God. the waitress drunk and he's, and he's yeah, ordering like, shit that I didn't even know about. And I was just looking at him like, I, want, I just want to, like, I want to do that. I want to. And then he, he started talking to me and he's like, you want some soju? And I was like. Yeah. yeah, and I like willed it into existence. It was <laughs> fucking so awesome. I love that, dude. Speaking of Korean shit, I was at We Spa yesterday. I was sitting in the ice bath, and you see, you know the cold bath, right? I'm closing my like, eyes. It's freezing, and I'm like not moving because when when it starts moving, it starts so it starts funny. hitting parts of your yeah. shoulders that are cold. All of a sudden, I feel like water, and I open my eyes, and this big Korean dude splashing me on purpose, being like, "Go all the way in." <laughs> 
I was like, dude, Jesus. He's like, come on, all the way in. He wants you to get the full Splashing experience. the shit out of me. I was like, dude, like, I was like, <laughs> I'm like you guys love these stop, bath, dude. You guys love dude, these bathhouses. Can it, I just dude. say, going to the spa, going, <laughs> so going in the, going in the, going in the, the sauna and so the dirty. steam room until your body is at maximum temperature capacity. Yeah. And then running and jumping and getting your whole body in the cold pool and then getting out makes your entire body feel like it has the nerve endings of your genitalia. It no, is I want to do it. I just not at that Korean bathhouse. Well, that one is is relatively clean. If you go to any of the other ones, it's like there's dudes with piercings laying down waiting for you to start stroking them. How much does it cost? 25 bucks. If you go on Tuesday, it's 15. How much are the more expensive ones? 50? I don't know. That's the only one I've gone to. <laughs> it's the only one in LA no, if to. you go to there's a but Russian like, one what spas you go to what there's a really different? nice Russian one on uh, Pico that's like 35 one one of my favorite stories about Julio was when he was staying in my place in New York and he was like I'm sorry I'm staying in my place in LA and he's like yo I gotta go to this meeting <laughs> and we were like okay okay and then we're like we were going to eat Julio's like yo I can't I gotta go to this meeting so we're pulling off, and then we look over to our left, and who is eating a quesadilla on the Pinche's patio? But Julio. Yeah, I had just eaten there like three hours earlier, so a I was embarrassed. A quesadilla, too. Yeah. He I just ate eat another one. He ate 20 quesadillas. Dude, they're so good. They are so, so good. So good. But that's my favorite story. Gardens of Taxco also best. has. We were dying. It's so An funny. unreal quesadilla. So much good. So many, a lot of good Mexican food here. Mercado. Did we go to Leo's Tacos? Yeah, on uh, Venice and La Brea. La Brea. Yeah, yeah, I used yeah. to live by there. Dude, they have the spit with the pineapple and the pork. It's unbelievable. Yeah. What about Escuela? I love Escuela. Soft yeah, chips. The, 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 you love I love Escuela, Escuela so love much, Escuela. but the service there is it's, it's shit. Is the it is worst. Shit. It's shit. The worst. I live by a you really... you got to order all at once. Soft at chips. I live, Soft I live by a few good Mexican places. Ernie's and Coscabel. And there's a bunch of good trucks, El Matador on Western and Lexington. Yeah, let's talk about just Taco LA, Zone LA. in Echo Park in the Vaughn's oh, parking Taco lot Zone, on you Alvarado. brought me there. Oh, yeah. my God. Dude, brisket tacos there, out of control. Wait, what, what about, it's almost like a quesadilla. But Molita. Molita. Yeah. Oh my. Uh, Yo, the, at the Taco Zone, the Molitas. I, we got to go back to there, bro. Yeah. I haven't been there in so long. Yeah, I haven't been. I used to live right by there, too. I basically, so in L.A., I've lived in so many different areas, but all of them, I you moved with the motivation of, like, one restaurant being in walking distance. You know food very well here. Yeah, Like yeah. the Oaks Gourmet. Oh, yeah, that place is out of control. They have the they have one of the best. Breakfast best burritos. Be breakfast burritos in L.A., Koufax on Fairfax, and Oaks Gourmet. And there's this place in um, Pasadena that's also really good and then another one have you ever been to Pineapple or whatever it's called in, in Pasadena Apple or, or Pie and oh Pie and Burger yeah yeah burger. that place is great is it better than Apple Pan I don't know they're both really good okay I, I you know I'm not I, I think there a lot of people go into food experiences especially like if you if a place is hyped mm -hmm. you want to go there and shit on it or you like or that the hype can ruin it for you or you you're loyal to one place and you go to another and you're like oh it's not as What's good that next but i'm just like you know it's different location it's they're both good i don't need to like say one is better than the other I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah at the end of the day if it's good you don't have, unless it's bad you don't need to shit on it have you what was that mexican restaurant that he brought you to that you said it was really good in west hollywood Probably Escuela. No, 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 no. This is a different spot off Santa Monica. Just north of Santa Monica. A really is good it me? A really good Mexican spot. Yeah. 
Gardens of Taxco, maybe, but remember. they don't have mm-hmm. that. That's so. If you had to list off, like, talk, what are the best restaurants that you've eaten out in LA that come? Off I went to head? Blue Jam Cafe yesterday. If you were going great, there. yeah, I remember. Fantastic. That's yeah. that's yeah. a, it's good, but it's basic, bitch. Really? You know, yeah. It's, it's, it's like been around for so anywhere long. Anywhere that that like uh, that there's like a line for brunch, I like I don't fuck with anymore. Yeah. Right? Except for Little Dom's, Little and Dom's you just, just have to go there at an Dom's. off hour. The potatoes there are the oh my god, the blueberry ricotta pancakes. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable! Oh. Yeah, little Don. I used to Wild live. I used to live right down the the road from there. I remember when I remember I used to stay at Budman's place in mm-hmm. uh, Los Feliz. Yeah, yeah, that's where you almost lived with me because I had a, like a revolving door of roommates. But yeah, Bestia I think is the best restaurant I've eaten at in Los Angeles. That's downtown. It's an Italian inspired restaurant, right? Yeah, but it's just they have French influence too. I feel. You know what? Another me- a Redo is really good. That's a Mexican place, but that's like a you know like a. Sushi, Qu- air quote fine dining. All right, F- favorite sushi in the city. When it comes to sushi, I'm kind of a basic bitch. I love sugarfish and kazunori. Okay, and um, my favorites are jinpachi, fumi. There's um, also sushi gen in in Korea in um Little Tokyo that's excellent. Yeah, out of control. Yeah, yeah. oh my god, sorry. Um, <laughs> but you know, like sometimes you just want to enjoy sushi and not pay like. Three hundred dollars. I agree. I, can, I entirely agree. You know, it's funny is a friend of ours who I'm sure you can imagine who it is—a mutual friend of ours, a girl—told me to go to this sushi restaurant, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I went. And it was like, honestly, the meal. But it was three of us. It was me and two girls. The meal was. Wait, is is this who I'm thinking of? Yes, it was me. But and she, dude, I, just put her on blast. No, 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 no. She's like, you gotta try that. We go there. The meal was like five hundred dollars for mm, three of us. Damn. I was like, "This is a little like a hundred dollars is a lot for a you know hundred When you get ambushed by somebody like, that doesn't know that you're already living above your means, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, yeah. They they take that as like, oh, you got money because you live above your means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, it's their way here. of testing you. Yeah, go here. Thousand dollar meal. Omakase is such a treat, man. Like, I've probably only done it once or twice because it's just always so expensive. I'm like, all right, whatever, fuck it. But Especially like, in New York. For, like, I've someone ta- like, to have some special occasion and they take me or something, it's, like, really a treat, man. Yeah. In New York, yeah, it is expensive. It's yeah, whenever really I good. eat, like, really next level good sushi, it's somebody else's paying. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who paid? Not me. <laughs> um, well, any other restaurants that you guys want to mention? Shout out in LA or New York? Like, Mm, I mean, Candle Cafe It's like classic One of my favorite spots Uptown Since, like I said There's really just not a lot of spots Uptown that are great um, I went to a new restaurant Actually in Nomad That was kind of cool Last time I was what, what was it? Um, uh, Blue Awning <laughs> Okay, okay, okay <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Now I'll find out But I, New York's I think that, I think I think LA's a great city for food, but New York. LA's really stepped it up. Have you been I to Gloria's? Where? That, that that Ecuadorian restaurant in Venice? No, I haven't. But Justa is my favorite restaurant right now. Oh, Justa's great. Justa and Jelena are Jelena's my great. Yeah, oh yeah. my god. In two Venice. two classic West Coast uh West Side restaurants. Have you, Dude, to, have you ever been to Capo in Santa Monica? No. Another classic Italian restaurant. Actually, same owners as a restaurant on Beverly that used to be around called House Cafe. I don't know if you remember it. I do remember House that. House Cafe yeah, yeah. is an incredible restaurant. The best restaurant. Never busy. Reasonably priced. Dope. And I just kind of, I don't know what happened. Majorel is another dope new restaurant in New York. I'm um, really into it. It's kind of fancy. It's good. Have you ever been to Lilia in, in Brooklyn or something? Lily? I went there. Illily? Illily, yeah. It's yeah, in, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Lebanese food. Good. I love that place. Oh, no, not a Lily. Sorry. Oh. It was uh, Lilia or something oh, in Brooklyn. I don't know. 
Like an Italian, Maybe. I feel restaurant. Oh, Lily, I remember Lily. Oh, yeah. the the hummus with the with the lamb in it. Yeah, that place is great, dude. That place is awesome. That place is. Is it still popping there? Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's in a good little neighborhood, so it's like stay. They stay busy, I think. In New York, I'm all about like fachos. No, not that enough people so talk good. about Your shitty La Bagel Delight has that kind of shit too, like fachos. I want, I want that. So, what were we saying? Sir? Not enough people talk about shitty restaurants, and it's really funny. Like, oh, growing so, up, oh my there God, was a, let's shit on restaurants right there now. There was a diner growing up right by the freeway called Roberto's, and it was just like a truck stop diner. And me and my, it was open 24 hours. And one night, me and my friends, all stoned, were like. You know what? Let's try it. We're not going to go to Taco Bell or Dunkin' Donuts tonight. Let's go to Roberto's <laughs> when we went there. And I didn't think it was possible to fuck up like mozzarella sticks and french fries, but they were the worst. Really? It was God. so bad. It was so, so, like it was just a constant like Roberto's when you want cancer instantly. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, we, so like our running joke was like to make fun of how sh- – But the, in L.A. and New York, it's insane to me how many – places that like you're like oh this must be good because it's in new york and it looks like a hole in the wall and then you try something from there and like it's like how is this how is this this both stale and soggy at the same time (laughs) yeah you know like there are a lot of slice people talk about new york having the best pizza in the world and i just got to say this about it there is some very good pizza there and if you're if you are lucky enough to find Great pizza in New York. That's it, it. It is the best, but there's also so much trash that you yeah, can't just say New York. Pizza. Like anything you get is good because there's no, so much trash. But dude, there's also places that use the dollar slice like formula that don't do dollar slices in like the touristier areas. Yeah, and it's in, it's like such an insult. I'm like, yo, this is a dollar slice. Dog. It's yeah, like yeah, ketchup yeah. is the fucking <laughs> yeah. tomato sauce with like Prince, Prince sawdust cheese. Prince Prince Street's my favorite slice in the city. Grimaldi's is pretty good. That's like a basic bitch Prince place. Street, do you, are you, do you want to weigh in on Prince Street? Um, it's good, man. I mean, I think Joe's is good. It's like Joe's so. It's so obvious that like I guess you know, but it, it's fucking amazing. Like it's a very good slice. Um, yeah, it just depends. Every, like, but when I can't, when I first started coming out Joe's to New York so a lot, great. everyone's like, artichoke, you got to try artichoke. And artichoke is, too is all right, too but much. then I like, ha- they have like a pizza with like fettuccine Alfredo and yeah. crab. I crab my pants. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go to Village Tavern or wait, what, Village Lantern and, uh, yeah. and like rush oh down there and I was taking a shit down there and a rat like ran over my feet. I was like, Ew. I never want to feel this feeling again. That's rough. Yeah, yeah, the wing, horrible. the wings of the. They were out of soap. Yeah, they're good. Oh, the wings of the. Salad. There's nothing worse than when you like. I'm not. I'm not above using public restrooms, but like when they're out of soap. I am. There's no worse feeling. Well, I carry. I carry most of the stuff I need to feel like I, I carry individually shit. wrapped baby wipes with me at all times. Wow, I cannot shit in a public restaurant or a public restroom, unless it's really nice. You don't need enough chia seeds then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not eating enough ass. <laughs> not, not ass isn't eating enough. You. <laughs> um, um. I, I don't know how long we've been running for, but I feel like we've we've done a really. We've good, done a solid we've little. Done a, we've had a good episode so far. Yeah, we're dwindling now. You know that we are when we're, when we're using our inside. No, no, vo- no. Our inside recess voices. No, we've been like... going like an hour and a half. It's pretty. Simple. Actually, it's one forty. Oh my god. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're flourishing. Yeah. Well, I mean, before we... <laughs> That's before, hilarious. Before yeah. we get Time out of here... Time flies when you're flourishing. Before we get out of here, I want to know, what's what are you working on, Sandy? You got your new show. I, I got a so lot of cool. things. It's called Watch Me Chill. It's my talk show, but I'm the sidekick. 
because if I had to do all the work of hosting, there'd be no chilling of mine to watch. And it's like a live stream talk show. Yes, where, which, you, which has come to fruition after. For, uh, for yeah, I've been few, working on years. it for a while, and I'm still trying to make my uh, my comedy special happen on a jet ski in a hot tub on a yacht that's out of the water. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just acting, writing, doing stand up all the time. Hell yeah! And so when is How the about next... to have a baby? Yes, that which is another really exciting thing. When is when is the baby's about to have me? <laughs> when's the next chill with Sandy? Um, actually, I had to reschedule the next one, and I don't have a new date yet because I got some acting work. Not a boy. Very blessed. I'm flourishing. I'm yes. thriving. Yes. I'm in a good company. Yes. Surround yourself with flourishers. Yes. You won't yourself flourish. True. And uh, I've been surrounding myself with with the thrive, and it's working. And uh, so I, I will have to get back to you on the next date. For okay. That. Okay. Perfect. Well, if you want to follow Sandy, you can at. Um, Just Sna- come to my house. I live in Toluca Lake. Follow me there. <laughs> uh, no, at Sandy Danto. Sandy Danto. Um, very funny guy. And Julio, um, I know you're out here for pilot season. You're a New York guy, but you're here for the next month or two. No, I'm here for a few. I'm here till the middle of February. Dude, okay, just hell yeah. stay longer. Stay <laughs> long. Extend, bro. Just stay. Do my birthday show, March 11th. Dude, be be our night nurse. That could be fun, <laughs> right? Yeah, just um, taking care of the baby. Um, what? So, what's going on beyond all the the women in LA trying to fuck you? Because I know that's going on as well. <laughs> I mean, I don't I think if that's true. Please send them to me. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I I'm working on a, a like a film that I shot uh, in Africa. Um, and uh, yeah, we're like doing posts on it now. Um, it's basically just kind of like a cultural commentary about uh, Rwanda. Wow. Um, so that was cool. Um, so yeah, I don't want to like whatever. I mean, it's not like it's gonna spoil anything. But yeah, we I, we did some comedy shows and some like art shit. It was cool. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So that and then um, yeah, just uh, Fat Baby still going on at the stand. Um, we're still doing Fat Baby at the stand every other week. Yeah, um, making some music with, my, with Lil my Young Carrie, B, Lil Young Big, um, and yeah, man, just hustling, you know. I love that, yeah, bro. Okay, well, if you want to follow Julio, you can at not Julio, not Julio. Um, y'all know who the fuck I am. Uh, and if you don't, that's all right. Um, you two are two of my favorite people, and it's been. An- a blessing to get to spend the last hour and a half doing this. Yeah, I love you guys. guys. I love you guys. Feelings mutual. So yeah, this is another episode of Flourish Heavy. My two boys who got me into comedy and who are continuing to flourish, Sandy Danto, Julio Galrati. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. And all you listeners, just continue to flourish. One time. <laughs> in that plop! <laughs> <laughs>